And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 4, Episode 18, Jump the Shark. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name's Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. We have a fun one today, Chris. We just came back from the monster at the end of this book. And, you know, that episode's kind of jarring because we, we did revisit the character of God. And as we know, his character continues all the way to the end of the show. And, you know, his character becomes a complicated one. So to rewatch the last episode and to talk about it, it, it's a little jarring. There's a lot to cover. It gets a little messy when you start to think, well, did God, you know, start out as an evil God or a good God, right? We talked about that. Um, but now today, this rewatch, it's a little bit more simple. It's a monster episode. But more than that, it's a half brother episode. And I really love this episode. I got to tell you, Chris, the fact that it's only an 8.2, I kind of disagree on that. I think it should be a higher 8. I don't know. Did you like the episode? What did you think overall? I enjoyed the episode. I think this is, I think it's a solid episode. It's a good monster episode. It connects lore. So it does that. Now, you may not realize that at the time, how connected to lore it really is going to be when mm-hmm. you first watch this. But there is lore in this one. But it's a, it's a first appearance of a ghoul. I love first appearance of a monster. To me, those are always exciting because we get to dig into the monster uh, that is now ghouls are seen or mentioned again in, in future seasons, but they're not one of the big monsters. So it's it's exciting to dig into something like this. But the Winchester is discovering that they have a half brother who I, I think the relationship that they even have with the the ghoul version of said monster is not even too fantastic. And it kind of sets up uh, a later arc with him uh in in season five so it's exciting to dig into this and i think yeah it's probably i think it's higher than 8.2 i don't think it's anywhere near you know that kind of nine plus but it's a solid episode it's a it's a you know we like to say is it rewatchable well yeah i i think this is one i i really enjoyed rewatching. you know and and so you know winchester's meeting their brother kind of a something you didn't expect and that's what i think i liked about it is when i'm first watching this i didn't expect them to suddenly have a half brother Right. It's a mixed bag for me, Chris, because, yes, introducing Adam is fun. Um, you get We get to see Sam be an older brother. Sam's clearly always wanted to be an older brother. To rewatch the scenes of Sam and, and Adam uh, interacting with each other, it kind of sucks that it wasn't really Adam. But you could argue it's, you know, the, the ghoul has the thoughts and uh, emotions of Adam. So there's something there. So I thought that was fun. The other part of it is that we learn more about John in this episode, Chris, and we learn that. John wasn't so faithful and I'm a big John apologist. I'm a big fan of John Winchester. And so, you know, hearing that he was away from his two young boys, I've always kind of said, you know, he's, he's trying to save the world, right? He's trying to defeat monsters wherever he sees them. He, you know, this, this action of his, it's hard to defend Chris, because I've, I've written here, I did some math on the years when Adam was born, Dean was just 11 years old. Sam was seven. You know, that's that's very young. And then ultimately, when when Adam met John when he was 12 years old, Dean was 23 and Sam was only 19. So you could say, you know, John, what were you thinking, dude? You know, like, what did you have to do this? Yes. Now, hold on. John was single. There's nothing against that. Of course, he can have a girlfriend. He can, you know, do whatever he wants. But to start a separate family and then to never tell Sam and Dean for me, Chris, that's like one of the big that- it's that's John. what it is the fact that he never told anybody did he feel right. shame from it and you could argue maybe he felt shame because it wasn't mary he didn't want to disappoint yeah. the boys in particular dean more so than sam because yeah. i sam i i 
I, and you know, it's not like he had the best relationship with Sam, but Dean would be very disappointed. And Dean was his, was very loyal to him, obviously. Yeah. So, but you know, in this episode in particular, it starts because one of John's old cell phones rings and it's Adam looking for help, claiming to be his son. And they're able to do the math through the book, you know, through the journal to figure that out. So it, it, it is all connecting to some things. It's good to see the journal. I always am happy when we see the journal, even in this case, not yeah. so great reason, but we understand that he did visit Minnesota in 1990 and the page has been ripped out, which is, you know, the first time I think we've really seen that. So uh, an interesting scenario that they're in, uh, in trying to figure out, is this legit? Is this really our, you know, half brother, quote unquote. But I, I think, yeah, I, I imagine if for, if you're a John fan, it's kind of like, oh, really? Um, and, and again, you're, I'm glad you pointed out the fact that he was single. It's not like he cheated on Mary. He never, he was, he was loyal to Mary to the end. Yeah. But when it comes down to still disappointment, I get that. And I understand it, but let's be upfront with this. Adam is not Adam. Adam is actually dead. Adam's in the ground buried. He is uh, gone at this point. Adam in this one is a ghoul. This is the first appearance of a ghoul. They're creatures that traditionally feed on the dead, mostly drinking their blood, but some have preyed on live human beings. Ghouls are known to create complex tunnels under underneath graveyards, and that lets them kind of move freely. And they've got one of those abilities that's rough, which is shape-shifting. Uh, the, the important thing, hitting on your point, is the transfer of thoughts and memories. So when you say, this is an Adam, it's true, but you're right. It has all the thoughts and feelings of Adam. So the things and emotions that can project are legitimate. Uh, vulnerabilities remain brain trauma and decapitation, and the appearance is completely human. Um, they can appear as any person that they fed on living or dead. So it's in an, it's a powerful monster, but you're right. It feels real. It feels like that character, which I think plays into later, which is important to note because when Adam shows up on the show later, it still needs to feel like you're watching the same character. It's not like this is just a straight up monster uh, and and they had to be played completely differently. No, this would have had his, his kind of thoughts and memories. So you need to kind of reflect on that in playing both roles, even though one is not truly Adam. So I think for the actor, that's in particularly important. Yeah, I like the ghouls, Chris. And, and Dean, once he gets that phone call from Adam, he doesn't trust it automatically. And I think what you could argue is that Dean doesn't want to believe that John started a secret family. Like you said, Dean would be very, very pissed. He would have a word with John if John were around, if they could talk this over. You could argue that he doesn't trust him because of that, right? But Dean also just doesn't trust anything. <laughs> Dean is very wary of this. So he has holy water and he has a silver, Chris. And he at the diner, he watches Adam pass both tests. And that's another key to ghouls. Ghouls don't react to silver. It doesn't matter. What Dean also said was, well, if he doesn't react, he's a shapeshifter. Dean actually says that he's a shapeshifter and he's not wrong. He ends up being right in some capacity because, as you said, ghouls can shapeshift. What throws them, though, as Sam's going to say later, is that ghouls typically feed on the dead. They are graveyard diggers. They they're very foul creatures. And uh, the fact that these two people, Adam's mom and um another guy in town, the fact that they have gone missing throws Sam because those are live people, right? They don't typically eat people alive. They, they go after the dead body. So that throws us for a turn. We don't quite know what the hell is happening in town, but that is a big piece of it. Adam's mom has gone missing. That's why he called John for help. 
that's I think where our story starts, Chris, because the cops have no idea what's going on. They cannot identify where Adam's mom is. Dean eventually gets into the house with a rock, paper, scissors. I thought that was really funny, Chris. Dean goes down the chute and he sees human remains, right? So that's where our mystery begins to unfold. Something is going on here and the cops missed it. Yeah, and and I like when the cops miss something and the boys kind of fill in the gaps because they have some information from from the police officers themselves. Uh, I like also that in this particular, they play rock, paper, scissors to go into that vent. Um, really funny. I, I just love the fact that Dean always plays rock yeah. every single time. Uh, so that that's always great. And again, in this one, you've got Adam's mom and Joe Barton who are who are missing in this particular episode. Uh, ultimately, Dean meets Joe's wife, who's a police officer, helped John on the case. So he, they're also connecting with John's past, which is always cool, like yeah. when they do that. Uh, so they, they start to make some interesting connections. You could have had more positive tributes to John in this one, probably that could have been worked in. But this episode very much is about the fact that there's a son of John that the boys didn't know about, which it's hard to take as a positive thing if you're a John fan, I guess. But uh, ultimately, I think where this one gets good is the boys continue to disagree on what to do in this case, uh, what to do with Adam, you know, because they're debating the fact that, well, John tried to shield Adam from hunting, but Sam's like, yeah, but this could add to our team. Like we could have another hunter. And when it comes down to it, you know, he knows Adam wants revenge in the long run. He wants revenge. This thing killed my mom, you know, hypothetically. And, and, and I'm, I'm sitting here. I want to, I want to know what, what's going to happen. I want to, I want to solve this. I want to, and, and, and I think Sam sees it. He says, I get this. I get how he feels. Dean's kind of left like, why would dad shielded him from it? Why would we introduce him to it? So, but at this point, he's kind of already in. If this is really Adam, he's kind of at this point kind of in because like he knows about it. I mean, he's not, a, he's in the know. I, I don't know another way to debate it. He's in the know. So I kind of see both sides of it. You can't really shield someone from something that they already know about though. That's, that's yeah. kind of where Sam's winning the argument. Yeah, I think you can make arguments for both. And I think maybe the defense for John here is that he hid uh, Adam to prevent him from becoming a hunter. Because if Dean and Sam knew about him, Dean's already a hunter. Sam is, you know, fighting it. He wants to go to law school, but he already has killed monsters, right? Sam knows how to use a shotgun by the time Adam's even born. So I think there's an argument for both there, Chris. What I really love is how the character arcs have switched for the boys, right? You now have Sam saying, He's already in. We should teach him. And then you have Dean saying, are you crazy? Dad wanted him out. If you go back to season one, it was the complete opposite, Chris. Dean was trying to get Sam to leave school and become a hunter. And Sam wanted to remain that normal kid, right? So it's really cool to see these arcs and how they've completely reversed. And there's a quote at the end of the episode, Chris, that I wanted to read here. And it's Sam telling Dean why Adam should become a hunter. And he's saying, I understand dad now. Dad was right. I hated him for a long time, but now I understand him. Dad did right by us, and he taught us how to protect ourselves. And I'm looking at this going, is Sam really saying this about his dad, Chris? Like, does he actually feel this way about John? It's insane. It really is crazy that he has come around like this. Because how many times have we said Sam and John are exactly like They're the same exact person. And Dean confirms that at the end of this episode. He says, you know, I've really, I adore dad, dude, but you are more like dad than I could ever be. And Sam says, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. And Dean says, take it however you want, man. Like, I am not dad, but you are the spitting image of him. And I think really that's the heart of this episode, Chris, is we see Sam 
as a completely different man now. Uh, he, I mean, he's a man. He is, he is no longer the, the boy in college anymore. Sam is this guy who now thinks his job is to protect people and put the weapons in, in their hands. I thought that was really cool. Did you like that scene? Did you feel like Sam's I enjoy it? Now? And I enjoy how the shift has occurred because we're going also towards an, what is essentially the first end game of season five, where yeah. this shift kind of reaches a, you know, a, the pinnacle. Right. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of cool to see. And, and I think in the long run, that's probably why this episode is lower too, because that plot's probably more important than, okay, it's a ghoul. Oh, and then we find out, yeah, Adam's been dead the entire time. Right. Now the ghoul does attack Sam in it. And I love the fact that, you know, Dean arrives to Sam because I, I also had thought to myself, well, wouldn't it be crazy if the ghoul had escaped and then later comes back and pretends to be Sam? Because if he started to get him, he could have then been Sam. So it would have been an interesting kind of take on that, you know, but uh, ultimately, Dean comes in, saves the day. And really what I love is Dean insists that Adam does get a, a hunter send off. Mm -hmm. And that's really neat because for all the arguments they had about not putting him in a hunter's life, he died because of a monster. He said, I want to give him a send off just like John would have done for either one of them. And that's a cool little moment. I think it, it goes to show you the respect that Dean has in this moment that this was a Winchester yeah. and whether he loves likes it or not, that's the case. So he gives them a send off that any any of them would have wanted or deserved. And there we go. It's really, you know, it's the second time we've seen a Winchester's, you know, burned in a funeral pyre. Uh, but here it is. And it's it's a nice little thing from Dean to do. Not necessary, per se. He didn't know this guy and they never have actually met him. And that's the really crazy thing. They never met Adam. Right. They met the ghoul. But. It was a very real experience. And I'll just go right back to what I said at the beginning. It's a real experience because this guy's going to act like him because he's got all the memories. And that's what makes them incredibly dangerous. And why I wish there was almost more ghouls in the show, not necessarily to the level of the demons and the angels and everything else. But man, that's a frightening thing to say, wow, this thing can come and be whatever it needs to be. And it will blend in perfectly. So it would be such a dangerous enemy to have out there more often than it was. Yeah, totally. I guess the the alternative uh, reasoning why we don't get a lot of ghouls is that they're kind of easy to kill, Chris. Dean just kind of beats one to death. Um, yep. So it's while true. they are, yeah, they're powerful enough to like look like somebody else, they're, they aren't that resilient. They're not that uh, tough, right? So I think that that could be a reason why we don't see a lot of them. They, I would say they're definitely on the lower tier of the pantheon yes. of monsters, but nonetheless, I mean, they really tricked Sam and Dean here. Yeah. I think we need some more lower tier monsters in the show. Sometimes though, I think I agree. after a while they made demons as we've talked about much less powerful over time on the show. And yep. maybe you could have kept demons higher if you had more lower tier monsters to kind of fill in those lower spots. So yes, I, I think there's an argument made there. Now totally. we do have some show notes here. Uh, they meet Adam at cousin Oliver's restaurant was a reference to the character Cousin Oliver in the Brady Bunch. Uh, he was brought in during the final season. I didn't even know this uh, until reading this as, as part of our research and show notes here. But Cousin Oliver was brought in the final season because they wanted to recapture the cuteness of a, of a child on the show. Yeah. And that's when people consider the Brady Bunch as jumping the shark, quote unquote. So jumping the shark title of the episode. There you go. You kind of hit on what jumping the shark is. But I don't know if people realize that <laughs> Arthur... Uh, the Fonz Fonzarelli 
from Happy Days literally jumped a shark while water skiing in an episode. So, you know, there's a there's an origin for for terminology, but I wonder how many people actually go back and think about that, because I'm sure there's a lot of people here who have not listened or uh, who have not watched Happy Days per se. Oh, yeah. Happy Days. You know, that's an older show, Chris. I didn't know that. Uh, I've known that before we recorded this episode. I always knew that was the reference. But yeah, it was quite a literal act. Uh, Fonz jumped over a shark. And a lot of people argued that that is when Happy Days, that show, started to decline. Like that was the peak of the show. And so that's where the term comes from. In this particular case, yeah, Cousin Oliver, the diner, you could argue that bringing in the cute younger brother, Adam, they're jumping the shark. I don't think we take it as literal as, as maybe our previous episode, Monster at the End of This Book, in which I said they might have jumped the shark there with God. You could argue God is jumping the shark there, Chris. Um, yeah, you could argue that. I think the show has not jumped the shark truly yet. Right. I think the show does jump the shark to some to some level in later seasons. But that said, it keeps, as we've noted, the the boys' relationship and everything at focus, which allows the show to continue really effectively. Uh, now, it's really nice to note, by the way, that there's a display card in the boys' hotel room when I'm coming to see them that advertises happy hours. And it features a picture of a mustache Kim Manners who the season is dedicated to. So uh, it's a nice little uh, reference to Kim who directed some awesome episodes we've mentioned all of them here before and 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 you know he really he did some phenomenal work on the show so nice to see they kind of work that in uh, I, i'm with you on the stand i i think it's a good episode i think it's solid uh would i rewatch it yeah i'd rewatch it uh but it's not gonna be my i mean if you're telling me you have 10 episodes to rewatch it's not my first choice but this is not, I, I would rewatch it i think it's the ghoul is an interesting one in the long run, I do wish there was more ghouls or, or lower tier monsters is, is what I started to more think about after this episode and this conversation. But uh, interesting episode as a whole and important to the lore. When it comes down to it, it doesn't stand out to me in the long run. Doesn't mean it's not worth rewatching, though. I, I agree. I give it a thumbs up for the rewatch. If for nothing else to see. To see John's secret life, if you're a John fan, or if you like to see Sam and Dean talk about John, there's a lot of that too, Chris. The boys are discussing, you know, things about family. Like, what should you do with this person? What shouldn't you do? What? How would you do it differently? You know, I thought that was really cool to see them talking about something that we all talk about, which is the family dynamic. The boys don't ever consider family a whole lot. So to see them do that in this episode, I thought was pretty neat. Um, and yeah, I thought the ghoul was interesting. I thought the ghoul cave was really disgusting, Chris. I thought... You know, seeing Dean go down that chute made me really nauseous. Uh, <laughs> to see that scene was was really kind of fun, but also terrifying at the same time. Um, yeah, it gets a rewatch. Thumbs up for me. Our next episode, Chris, is called The Rapture. And I don't know if you remember this one based off the title, but this is where we meet Castiel's vessel, Jimmy. And it's a good one. I would argue it is a little bit of filler. I think we do kick down the momentum a little bit, Chris, but... Sometimes you need those, right? We just talked about God. Now we need to take a little bit of a break before we hit the the season finale, which is not that far away. No, the season finale is coming on us. I think it, I do think the next episode. I enjoy the next episode quite a bit. It's, I think, an interesting bit of character development for an important character, and I think that's where you start to realize, okay, this Castiel character is going to remain critical to the show. So right. I think it's important for him and it's going to be a good one to discuss. We do hope you're enjoying the show. So of course, if you are not, make sure you subscribe, join one of our conversations over on 
Reddit, where we're we're uh, starting some good conversations and chats on some fun topics around the show. And yeah, we're coming up, by the way, uh, season four will be over pretty soon. So look forward. We will, of course, do our traditional recap, which will be a extended episode uh, going through the entire season. Before we know it, season five, uh, which is uh, a big one and oh, yeah. arguably the best, arguably the best in the entire show. So, you know, exciting things ahead Uh, with that. I will say, however, I think that's it for this week. But we will be back because after all, we've got work to do. 